Let's talk about faith, life, and business here on Success Is Not A Straight Line. Today's guest is Joy Caps, and here's a quick introduction on how she lights up the world. The Lord has called me to, I, as a professional copywriter and communication strategist that helps people connect with their customers, get their messages out there. The Lord has given me many opportunities to help believers and non-believers um, in the marketplace connect with their customers. But over the past several years, the Lord has given me a message to um, show Christ followers in particular, how to show up in the marketplace ethically and authentically by taking best practices for copywriting, for communication strategy, and then filtering it through the word of God. Let's start the conversation with Jan and Joy. In this episode, Joy shared how she found joy and got in the flow with God as she journeyed into going full-time in her business. I guess we can start with you sharing with us how you started with copywriting? Is it something that is the core of your business right now? So there's multiple questions in what you said. Let me let me first start by saying thank you so much for having me as your guest. I'm really excited to be here. And I'm honored that I'm your first podcast interview. How exciting is that? Congratulations on what you're doing. That's really cool. So, so much. And thank you for saying welcome. yes. <laughs> You're welcome. It's it's my honor and pleasure to do that. So to to answer your question, um, you you kind of asked two two questions there um, about copywriting and how I got into that, and then is it the core of my business? And to be candid with you, I have been working in the field of communications in a variety of different ways um, for well, wow, this is going to age me, but it's been about thirty years. So I've been doing this for a while. I, I started originally working um, in this arena, doing uh, community relations work and um, figuring out good ways to, to help corporations show up in a good light in communities, um, working in concert with a hazardous waste recycling company in, in Chicago. And that opened up a world of opportunity. They were global and they would actually fly me out um, to visit with, with people in communities and find out what was important to them and then create recommendations that would um, enable the corporation to show up in ways that would build relationships and rapport with the community. And, and that sounds maybe a little bit different, but it, it was a form of community relations. It was a form of communication strategy, right? That was going to support the initiatives of that hazardous waste recycling company so that when they had to get their permits renewed, they would have good relationships with the people in the, in the community without taking you through the trajectory of my career. Cause there's a lot. I worked, um, on my own as a freelancer. And then I also worked um, on the corporate side as the director of communications for some technology companies. I worked um, for agencies with a variety of different clients and all of those different elements along my journey that found some fascinating stories throughout the years um, really involved working in communications. And communications at its core, there's one common thread, whether you're doing marketing or you're doing advertising or community relations, communications all uses copywriting. Copywriting is the consistent theme that ties everything together. And so 
as things progressed, I found myself while I was working for corporations, I also started freelancing and writing, ghostwriting, and also byline writing articles for magazines. And I started my own LLC at that time. And that was, I think, 22, 23 years ago. And so engaging business communications became my LLC that I did on the side. And as time progressed, I realized I had a real affinity for writing. And I started to hone those skills and offer that as something that I would do for businesses. And it became such a need in the marketplace that I went out full time on my own. Um, I did that several times, ebbing and flowing, but I'm in my ninth year right now of doing this full time with copywriting and communication strategy at the core of what I offer small to medium sized businesses. So is it correct to say that the heart is really community building and building relationships and the skill or the medium to do it is just copyright? Say that again to me. So at your heart, you have the heart to build communities and have relationships and build relationships, but the medium that you use is copywriting. I I would say copywriting is at the core, it's the foundation. But if you think for a second, copywriting means different things to different people. Some people will say that copywriting is just um, when you take words to persuade people to buy something and to sell. I have a different definition of that word. I say that copywriting is when you educate, you inform, you build rapport and relationship, you offer value, and you use words to persuade and to sell. So it opens it up a bit broader. And when you do that, that could be where you create content marketing pieces. That could be when you ghostwrite um, bylines, or maybe you have your own um, articles that have your byline next to it. That could be where you create uh, webinars, you write website copy, you create courses at the core of all of those different things. And I just scratched the surface of the options, um, email sequences, what have you. All of those involve writing copy. So did you discover the love for writing while you are building the business or is it ingrained in you since you were a child that you love to write or you love to read books? or do you love to communicate? I've always loved to communicate. I think at at its core as a child, I was an entrepreneur. I was always finding ways to create things and sell them. I've got stories around that of things I did when I was a little girl. Um, but the, the love of writing has evolved over the years and it has become more and more of a passion of what I do. And today I consider myself a, a, a wordsmith where I like to just go through life and And the way that I think and I process information is through the words that I speak and through the words that I write. So I see that you write, you coach, you teach. Yes. Right. So at the core of it, which thing, which skill gives you the most energy? Like this is something that you really love. I think that that all three of those things that you you um, mentioned give me give me strength and and get me empowered. Everything in my life is situational. It, it depends on the circumstances. I just got off of a coaching call with someone that I am teaching how to write about her business. Now, notice I used all three of the words that you just said. It was a coaching call. I was teaching, and writing is involved. And that is what makes me happy is when I'm actually able to help someone have those epiphanies and be able to see what's possible to be able to connect with their customers. So all three of those 
things are what energize me and help me move forward. Because I think that it's a gift that the Lord has given me to be able to share with other people. So when you do that, so clearly you've done it for yourself, um, yes. uncovering what your business is, what you, you are passionate about, what you want to do. When did that shift really happen for you? Because you mentioned that you were a freelancer before you worked in corporate, but you have the heart of an entrepreneur, right? So right. when did that shift happen that you uncovered what you really want to do, what you really want, who are the people that you want to serve? When did that happen? There's been several transitions throughout my life that have led to that. Um, I call them catalysts, right? A, a lot of the situations that that have happened. There was a, a couple of different, and I write about it in my book, a couple of different life-changing situations that happened that helped me see that it was time to put a pin in the the corporate aspect of things and pursue things on my own one in particular um happened literally nine years ago this christmas um when i had life-changing um surgery i had my foot rebuilt they were they it was eight hour surgery and they took me in and broke my foot in multiple places and rebuilt it and i had to um i didn't walk for nine months and i had to learn how to walk again and that really quick story that I told you helped me actually dial back and see that I had been giving my soul away, if you will, by working 70, 80 hours a week to meet someone else's goals and objectives. And nowhere in the process was I doing what I felt that the Lord had called me to do in the marketplace. And that was one, as I said, of two different um, major catalysts that happened that caused me to pause and say, okay, maybe there's a better way. Is there something else I should do? And my husband was my, my encourager. And he said, now is the time let's launch your business full time instead of it just being a freelance side thing that you do. And let's just go into it wholeheartedly and don't go back to corporate. And that's exactly what I did. And I haven't looked back since. Okay, so that's a really big stretch. Like if you do it as a side hustle and then you do it full time, what can you say is the biggest like transformation that was needed from to be able to walk in that path of full-time entrepreneurship? Help me understand, clarify the question a little bit. The biggest transformation? Yeah, that was required for you. Like, is it stepping out of your comfort zone in terms of promoting yourself? Is it more of clarifying what the business message is? what the business stands for? Is it clarifying what skills are needed or honing that skills that are needed? I think I want to answer you in a different way. Because when I first took that step forward, I was a Christian that was in business. And I knew that that's what I was supposed to do was to start my own thing full time. But I did all of that on my own strength. And it was really hard. It wasn't easy. And I hit a lot of walls. And I knocked on a lot of doors. And I had a lot of drive and perseverance. And over time, things got easier and my name got more well-known and the project work became more consistent. But initially, it wasn't like this switch that was flipped. It was a lot of grit and hard work and everything. And as I look back on it, knowing what I know now, 
I was missing a key piece that could have helped things be so much easier. And what I'm talking about is about three years ago, I had another life-changing situation, a, a catalyst, if you will, that helped me realize that while I was a Christian that had a business, I was not partnering with the Lord at all. I, I was putting God in a box and I was pulling him out like a magic genie. And I would create and do, and I'd run and take things and say, hey, daddy, God, take a look at this. I created, isn't it nice? Can you bless that? And that catalyst and that that life-changing situation, the second one that I was referring to, helped me gain a level of awareness that if I invited the Lord into what I was doing from the beginning and said, hey, I need your help. Would you guide me? Would you show me the direction to go in? That things would turn out far better than I could ever imagine and that he would transform what I was doing and he would open the right doors and he would guide and direct me on what I should do. And so that business model was a lot different than the first one that that brought me in. And that business model that I just described where I partner with the Lord in business is where I am today. Um, Putting God as the center of your business, like really showing it off in the copies that you write for your own web page that also have happened during that time when you were like establishing a better relationship with god in terms of business and not just like correct okay so was it hard for you to do that because i feel like i'm also in that phase where i feel like i'm trying to in- integrate faith and business and putting it at the forefront of the web page or of the marketing materials that i produce so what what is your advice for people who are going through the same thing? Well, I, I think let's let's step back from that just a second. I think that there's there's a there's a different seasons for different things, right? Mm-hmm. And so using me as an example, Jan, I know that the Lord has called me to serve believers and non-believers alike. And I do. I have clients that don't believe in the Lord and they've told me I have one in particular and, and she actively says, I'm on a timeout with God. That's for you. It's not for me. Okay. That's fine. Right. But at the same time, I, I know that when I was putting the, together the copy for my website, initially I kind of felt led at that point in time that I should not have any Christianese in it, that it needed to be more generic, very targeted to my audience, talking about the fact that I was serving entrepreneurs and small to medium sized businesses and helping them connect with their customers, but that I was not real bold or direct about partnering with the Lord. Um, Just recently, I mean, like in the past few weeks, I have felt the Lord make it very, very clear to me especially with the the release of my my new book that shows people how to do what we're discussing how to show up with the lord in business that it was time for me to reframe my my positioning in the marketplace and really showcase the lord in business so on my website right now i don't have it committed to memory but it says something to the effect that i use or create God-inspired copy and communication strategies to help people take a stand in the marketplace. That's bold, that's direct, and that's very specific and very different than saying, I help entrepreneurs and small to medium-sized business owners connect with their customers. Both of those are right because for every, it says in Ecclesiastes chapter three, for everything, there's a season. And the season for the way I originally showed up was then. The season for how I'm showing up now 
is the God-inspired copy and communication strategy. So to answer your question, the advice that I give would, would share with your listeners and with others that are kind of struggling and figuring out what do I do and how do I put those words? Start by inviting the Lord into your process and saying, I want to show up in the marketplace the way you want me to show up. What does that look like? How should I position that? And he will tell you because I can tell you that original copy that I wrote was was inspired by the Lord, but I wasn't supposed to pull the gloves off at that time and say God inspired. Does that make sense? So how did you know that you are already in that season that it's the time to shift the copy and it's time to shift what you are doing in her business? I can answer that in so many different ways. I, I think that the thing for me, what I have uncovered over the years, the past three years in particular, Jan, is that inviting the Lord into my business and partnering with him is um, building a relationship with him and learning to hear his voice and his guidance and direction in what I'm doing. And just like a relationship that you have with a friend or with a client, the more you talk to them and the more that you invite them into the thought process and the strategy of what you're doing, the more you gain clarity about what you should do. And so the same thing happens with the relationship with the Lord. I actually have scheduled on my calendar where I start my day every day having a business meeting with the Lord and inviting him into the work that I'm doing. I actually prayed about this conversation that we're having right now this morning and said, okay, Lord, be in this and help me to share the things that you want me to share. And so to answer your question, how does, how do you get there? How do you know? I think it's being intentional to learn how to have that relationship with the Lord and weave him into everything that you think, say, and do throughout your day, in your life, in your business, and then not only to hear his voice, but then to take action on what you're heard. Because a lot of times we can hear things and we go, well, that's real nice, but I'm going to let that, I'm going to go do my own thing. Right. And so it's being bold enough to take action and actually see it through. So if people come to you for, um, for a website copy or something like that, do you guide them to actually hear from God what is needed to be done in their business, in their copies? So do you it depends. have any- it de- I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It depends on the person. It depends on the individual and um, where they are in their walk. Because as I mentioned, I serve believers and non-believers alike. And so in some instances, it won't even be part of the conversation. It also depends on what they're hiring me to do. Um, I have some people that come to me for done for you copy, which means that I'm going to find out everything I can about their project and their what their needs are, and then I'm going to put it together for them. So that may or may not be part of our conversation about hearing the Lord. Um, then I have other clients that I coach and I'm teaching them how to do it themselves. And so it's done with you. And again, it depends on the relationship that that individual has with the Lord. If they do not have the same walk with the Lord that I do, I'm not going to insist on that. But the one thing that I will tell them is this is who I am and this is how I show up. And you can rest assured that while I'm working with you, I'm going to be praying for you and I'm going to make sure that everything that we do, I talk to the Lord about before we move forward. So it really, the answer to your question lies in the relationship that that person has with the Lord and if they are ready to do it. You know, one of the core tenets of communications, I learned this when I was getting my master's degree years ago, a core tenet of communication 
like if it's going to happen, is the readiness of the receiver. Meaning, is the person ready to hear what you have to tell them? So if I was working with somebody in whatever capacity and they are not ready to hear about things of the Lord, then I'm not going to bring it up. I'm going to to respect where they are and I'm going to share things in a way that'll be palatable to them. Okay, that makes sense. Like it's the same thing that I do. If they bring up religion or God to the conversation, then I also follow that conversation. If they don't, then I don't share it. So right. what is the bigger stretch for you? Is it jumping from the side hustle to a full-time entrepreneurship? Or is it more of shifting the business model to be more God-centered? <laughs> okay, so the short answer would be shifting the business model to be more God-centered. But I need to address something. I do not call what I used to do hustling because I think that that's a term that evokes grinding and burning the midnight oil and doing whatever it takes to get things done because you're going to, you're going to win and you're going to be successful. And I believe that if we're truly doing things according to God's grace, that it doesn't involve hustling. Just something to think about. Um, there's a book that Shay Bynes, you mentioned Shay Bynes in our earlier conversation that she has written that really transformed the way that I viewed things regarding that. And it's called Grace Over Grind. And it talks about working at the pace of God's grace and not grinding, not hustling to get things done. So I'll put that nugget there as a recommendation for consideration. But Taking a step forward to show up in the marketplace the way that he has called me to show up to me, that was involved, as I like to say, in American colloquialism, that involved me putting on my big girl panties and going, okay, I can do this <laughs> because it was hard, right? But what is what are the things that help you in that season of showing up? Give, give me more. Yeah. Is it having a community? Is it having that just that one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord? Or is it having a specific process in place? So that will help you to be out there and show up for the Lord. Like, are I there think, any tools? I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Are, are there any tools? Are there any practices that you have? Well, I don't mean to be self-promoting in any way, but <laughs> if, if, okay. you, if you picked up a copy of this book... <laughs> joyful copy how to show up in the marketplace ethically and authentically i actually walk you through the answer to that question my entire process is mapped out here how i totally everything that i think everything that i say everything that i do i invite the lord in and i make sure that that i'm following him in what i'm doing but i don't just do that in isolation i make sure that i connect with other like-minded um christ followers and that we share best practices with each other, that we encourage each other. So there's that part of community, right? And then I happen to have a blessing and a curse, um, meaning that I am structure girl. I'm very driven and I like to make a list and I have a process that I like to follow and get things done. But I've learned over the past couple of years 
that while that structure is great to have in place and it's important that I also need to be willing to go with the flow and to pivot and go where the Lord leads. So just because it's on my list doesn't mean that's where I'm going to go that day. I very well may say, hey, these are the things that I think I need to do. And he's like, that's great. But I really feel like you need to go this direction. And it could take me in a totally different way. So community, structure, inviting the Lord in, all key things. You hit the nail on the head. But being flexible enough um, to be able to pivot as the Lord leads. Okay. Actually, this was one of my questions because I feel like I think that our names are important and they symbolize something. And you mentioned in one of the podcasts that your name is Joy Lin. So yes. either it is a testament to your character, who you are, that you are really joyful, or is it or it is a it symbolizes a journey to finding joy, or for Lin, it's finding flow like a water. And I think you right. shared that, that it, it is the journey that you had when you build a relationship with the Lord in, for your business, that you flowed more like the water. Instead it of is a journey, but but I, I have to say, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I've been very transparent about it. I'm a control freak, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't want to give up control. I, I want to get things done in a very structured way. Um, and if you go back and listen to some of my previous podcast interviews, in particular with Shay, um, you'll hear me talk about how I used to show up to those podcast interviews with a bulleted list and I'd have everything scripted out. And I didn't just do it with her. I did it when I was meeting with the technology CEO, or I would do it when I was meeting with the the entrepreneur out in California or whatever. I always had everything scripted out. And that was really me trying to be able to be in charge of the conversation. And instead, what I find myself now is, yeah, I put the thoughts together, but like this conversation that you and I are having, I didn't come with any notes because I'm just going with the flow. And that has to me proven to be a much richer way to show up and be more meaningful and to actually be engaged in the conversation so we can banter back and forth, right? Yes. And you saying yes to this invitation is definitely going with the flow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've been mentioning Shay a lot. So how has Shay or the community com contributed in your success or what you are had? What you have right now in your business? So when when I first encountered um, the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Community that was co-founded by Shea Bynes, I was at um, a point in my career where I was really grinding. I was really hustling. I I was making um, exponential money in a really good way, and I was burning the candle at both ends and in the middle, and and working really hard for a lot of big name clients. And what I didn't every time that Shea came into my line of sight. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I'm interested in that. But then I get distracted and I go back to focusing on helping my clients look good. And there was a situation that happened with a client that I really loved and respected where I got to look behind their curtain and I uncovered um, that there was a lot of hype and manipulation that was there, that it wasn't, all, things were not as they seemed, that they were selling high-end vaporware products. And I was in the middle of that. And that there was a lot of turmoil and a lot of angst. I did a lot of things wrong. Um, I wasn't perfect. But through that awareness, 
through that scenario, the Lord kind of brought me to my knees and said, Hey, there's a better way to do things. And I want to show you how to do it. And Shay came back into my line of sight right about that time. And I was hungry. I was like, okay, if there's a better way to do things, what does that look like? And through listening to her podcast and reading her books and the materials that were out there and then becoming um, one of her early um, certified service providers through the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur community, which was a long, arduous process, but it was it was well worth it. Um, I really started to realize that I had been doing everything wrong, that I had a belief in Jesus Christ as my personal savior. And I was a Christian and I put God in a box. I mentioned that before and that there was a better way to show up and that it involved me partnering with the Lord in my business and finding ways to use the skills and the talents that the Lord had given me to help people take a stand in the marketplace. And without going through all the ins and outs of those different things, that's what gave birth to a copywriting course that I developed called Joyful Copy. I called it Joyful Copy Camp. And that was showing people how to write about their businesses. And one thing led to another, and then that evolved into my book. And now here I am all these years later, um, and I'm I'm still continuing to pivot and grow, but at the core, being aligned with the Igniter community, reading everything that I could about how to show up in life and in business in alignment with the teachings of the Bible and taking the foundation that I was given as a child and really applying it, um, all of that kind of wove together to bring me to where I am today. So I think that the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur has really served a meaningful purpose in my life, but not just in mine, in the lives of countless others around the globe. So what, what is the tiny step that people could take if they are in that grind mentality? And mm-hmm. what is the tiny step they can take if they want to show up with the Lord in their business? Wow. Um, one of the things that I would encourage them to do is when you after when you first wake up in the morning before you do anything else i mean you know you you do the basics get yourself a cup of coffee or whatever to wake up and then sit down and play a praise and worship song on your iphone or whatever device you have and just listen to the words of that praise and worship song and then say a prayer and invite the lord into your day and then spend some time reading the bible and maybe even memorizing a scripture and then ask the Lord to bless your day and invite him into all that you do. That process that I just described to you is how I start every single day. And it makes a huge difference. And when I'm done, by the way, I get up and go to the gym. That process happens around 5.15 every morning. And it makes such a difference. And it's hard when you've got so many other things, family members and and other obligations that you need to do. It's hard to set that time aside, but I've done it long enough now that it's a habit. And that habit um, is, is kind of like oxygen. I can't do my day right until I do that. And I don't just do it Monday through Friday, by the way. I do that seven days a week. So that's a small step that I think people could do. And it only takes 21 days to um, to build a habit like that. But I think that right there, being willing and being consistent and starting your day with the Lord would transform the lives of so many people. I think you've shared a lot of tips 
that would help a lot of people. Um, but before we end this conversation, I have a, you shared the story about serpent on the other podcast, and I think that is about what. Um, the story in Genesis about the serpent being the first oh, marketing yes, yes, example. Yes. And I think yeah. that is something that people need to hear. Okay. And I think there's a lot of people who are enrolling in this copywriting courses that are popping out left and right. And even a lot of people are victimized by the ads that we see every day. So I think that's something that people need to hear, that story. There's as as you were talking about that, I, I I started asking the Lord, what does He want me to share? Because there's so much in that story. But in Genesis chapter three, just as a recap, you know that's the scene where we find Adam and Eve walking in the garden, and there's this one tree. It's the tree of knowledge, and that tree of knowledge contains all the information, the wisdom, and everything. But it's a forbidden fruit. Like they're not supposed to eat from that tree. And the serpent, the snake gets a hold of Eve and starts having a conversation with her and basically makes that fruit seem really, really appealing. And that's where, in my mind, um, I really think that that's where some of the earliest forms of copywriting techniques showed up because, you know, he used techniques like the fear of missing out. I mean, imagine what, you, what you're missing out because you're not taking this fruit, right? And imagine what you would get. So he started talking to her about reciprocity, which is another copywriting technique. If you do this, you get this, right? And so all these different things he used as a leveraging point to entice her to get her to take action. It was very manipulative. It was very hype filled. And just like some of us, when we're sitting looking at the ad with the blinking buy button and the words are enticing and they talk about the fear of missing out and they evoke your curiosity and they use reciprocity or whatever technique before we know what happens, just like, like Eve bit that apple before we know what happens, we click the buy button, whether we needed it or not. And that's hype and manipulation, right? And so to me, the call to action for us as Christ followers that want to show up in the marketplace and take a stand and be different than everybody else, imagine what our business would look like if we use those tools, those skill sets of the fear of missing out, but in a way that didn't have any hype, that didn't have any manipulation. If we used curiosity to get people to their attention, but we didn't do it in a way that was going to twist reality and get them to buy things they didn't need. But it was all done with the fruits of the spirit, with joy, with love, with self-control, with gentleness, with kindness, with peace, with patience, instead of buy now, buy now, buy now, buy now, buy now, right? Imagine how different we would look and then you're thinking, at least I've had some people say, but Joy, then I won't hit those sales goals. I need to be able to say I have a hundred times this and stuff like that. But what if that's not what you've been called to do? What if you've been called to sell to the right people when the right the time is right and that God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus? Nowhere in that is a hundred times or five times or whatever. It's doing it in partnership with the Lord so that when the time is right, people buy. Now I've, I've thrown a lot of principles in there. <laughs> I've pulled in stuff from Genesis and Galatians and Philippians, but it all has to do with taking a stand and not allowing that hype and manipulation that we see work for other people make its way into the way we show up in life and in business. Yeah. And I think 
one of your core skills is teaching in yeah. That's oh, thank good. you. It was was that the story that you were hoping I would share? Yes, 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 it is. So, do you have this course open, or is it only available in the U.S.? Uh, well, it's available globally when it's open. Joyful Copy is is not open right now. Joyful Copy mm-hmm. Camp, but I do know that it's going to be coming out in 2023, and I'm working on that right now. I also know that I'm working on a um, joyful communication certification program, and I'm looking for a couple of people that really like to write, that want to learn how to write in alignment with the teachings of the Bible so that they can sell that and, and use that for their business. They can be certified as a joyful communications copywriter. And so that's coming out in 2023 as well. Um, so there's that. And then the last thing I think I would share is that it, any of these things we talked about, um, my book is available on Amazon around the globe and in other online retailers. And so, you know, that's an opportunity if people wanted to grab a Kindle paperback or hardback cover of that. But last but not least, I would also say any of the things that we talked about, if anybody has a question, just send me an email. I promise I'll respond. Jan, I responded to you, didn't I? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you you can find me at um, joycaps.com. That's J-O-Y-C-A-P-P-S.com. And you can always send me an email at joy at joycaps.com. It can't be easier than that. To learn more about Joy Caps and her book, Joyful Copy, you can visit joycaps.com slash book. And to download the notes and reflection prompts for this episode, please visit notastraightline.gumroad.com slash l slash findjoy. See you in the next episode. For more resources, visit successesnotastraightline.com.